Welcome. We are so glad you've joined us today. Are you ready for another Bayside Christian Church podcast? Let's get straight into it. Well, I love those songs we sang earlier. You're a good, good father, hey? How awesome is our God? On a day like today, we think of our natural families, but we also think of our heavenly family. Why don't we just take a moment, reach up to heaven. Let's thank him for being a good, good father. Lord, you are so amazing. We take this moment to thank you for your your goodness. Lord, your mercy and your grace, even when we don't deserve it. Your forgiveness, Lord. Lord, your protection and provision. Lord, I pray today everyone in this place will know your goodness. We'll be reminded of how powerful you are in our lives. And Lord, for anyone who feels distant or disconnected from you or your love or grace, today, Lord, we just pray right now they would know that you love them. Lord, Holy Spirit, just draw each one into your place of freedom and health and blessing. Lord, for some who aren't here today, Lord, that need to know your love, we pray right now they would feel your presence in the name of Jesus Christ. Everyone said? Amen. Amen. Let's take our seats. God bless you. It's so good to be in the house of God together. Today we honour our natural fathers and we honour our heavenly Father. Ephesians 6, 1-3, to these verses of honour your father and mother are repeated eight times in the Bible. I've learnt once in the Bible, you may take note. If it's twice, really listen. Three times, don't forget it. Eight times, God says, hey, don't forget this principle. It is so, so important. So Ephesians 6, 1 to 3 says, Children, obey your parents in the Lord. That is, accept their guidance and discipline as His representatives. For this is right, for obedience teaches wisdom and self-discipline. Honour, esteem, value as precious your father and your mother and be respectful for them. to them. For this is the first commandment with a promise, so that it may be well with you and that you may have a long life on earth. Now some will say, well my mum or dad, they weren't the um, ones that you could really honour and respect because they were absent, distant or weren't a good example. We, God says, I want you to still honour the principle or the role of fathers and mothers, even if our examples haven't been the best. And as fathers today, you're saying, well, I'm not perfect. None of us are. Only God is perfect. But he says we need to honour the place of fatherhood in our community. Ephesians 6, 1-3 in the Passion says, Children, if you want to be wise, listen to your parents and do what they tell you, and the Lord will help you. For the commandment, honour your father and your mother, was the first of the Ten Commandments with a promise attached. It says you will prosper and live a long, full life if you honour your parents. For some people that have struggled in life unnecessarily, this is one of the reasons, not the only reason, and God wants us to forgive and honour by our words and actions and our example. It releases a blessing. The family is the foundation of society. If you destroy a society, if you you destroy it, society begins to disintegrate. And sadly, we look around and see that in our communities today. And the easiest way to destroy the family is by removing or dishonouring the fathers. And sadly, that's what the enemy has done in way too many families across our community and across our nation. It's interesting to note that Jesus always honoured his earthly parents, even though his heavenly father spoke to him and and gave him direction. He still honoured his earthly parents. He always honoured his father. And the last thing he did on the cross was to ensure that his mother was taken care of. He entrusted her to John's care. 
How awesome that. He's suffering in absolute agony, carrying the weight of the world, and yet he honoured his mother and said, John, can you look after mum? Wow. He illustrated the power of that in his life. There are several important things that fathers do. I just want to highlight a few of them today. I can smell the sausages cooking, so we'll have to be quick. (laughs) Number one, fathers give identity. Fathers help give identity to children. Ephesians 3.14 says, So I kneel humbly in awe before the Father of our Lord Jesus, the Messiah, the perfect Father of every father and child in heaven and on the earth. Wow, that covers everyone. So our Heavenly Father is the perfect Father of all of us. And I pray that He would unveil within you the unlimited riches of His glory and favour until supernatural strength floods your innermost being with His divine might and explosive power. Wow, if you get to know Father God through Jesus, that's what can happen in our souls. You can feel His energy. You can feel His strength. You can have hope for your life. You can have courage to face whatever challenges come. And that's why we need to know our Heavenly Father as a good, good Father. The enemy will try and get you offended at God. Because if he can do that, he can cut you off from receiving the flow of blessing from our Heavenly Father. And so don't let offence at God come into our hearts. We love Him. And it goes on and says, and uh, then you'll be... uh, Hold on, I better find where we're up to. Then by constantly using your faith, the life of Christ will be released deep inside you and the resting place of His love will become the very source and root of your life. Verse 18, Then you'll be empowered to discover what every holy one experiences, the great magnitude of the astonishing love of Christ in all its dimensions. How deeply intimate and far-reaching is His love. How enduring and inclusive it is. Endless love beyond measurement that transcends our understanding. This extravagant love pours into you until you are filled to overflowing with the fullness of God. Wow, the Father of all creation. And it's Father's Day today and we extend our love and accept Today we're streaming live. So if you're watching us today right now, we welcome you and pray that you experience God's love and presence today. Many who have not known who their father is, maybe due to various circumstances, often search for many years to find their father and as they do, they often have a sense of identity restored to their lives. Marilyn and I have talked to many people who uh, maybe were adopted or didn't have close connection to their father when they were young and often they are searching to try and find who he is and when they do it, they said it's like something just settles on the inside and they feel an identity just clicks inside. We've seen the documentaries. Some of you have experienced, sadly, that journey. But because there's, there's an identity that comes from our Father, naturally and spiritually. And God wants to restore that. And maybe you are disconnected in the natural. God wants to restore that sense of identity. 
He wants to spiritually. There's something happens. I've met many people and they say, we've been searching all my life, but when they meet Jesus and connect to Father God, they say, we don't have to search anymore because we've found what our spirits have been looking for all of our lives. And we hear that story over and over again. Many of you sitting here today, that has been your story. You were looking for answers and hope. And when you meet Jesus and John 14, 6 says, I am, Jesus said, I am the way, the truth and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. The whole goal of Jesus coming was to restore us into relationship with our Heavenly Father. That is the reason He came. And sometimes we preach the gospel to meet Jesus. That's only half the story. He forgives your sins, paid the price of your sin. But then the journey of relationship then happens where you're restored to a Heavenly Father and your identity is then made whole. That's the journey of our walk in this life. In the NIV, it says, For this reason I kneel before the Father, from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. Wow, and when I speak your name, it brings identity. So if I say, Trevor, he looks at me and he knows who I'm, I'm referring to. When we use people's names, it connects with who you are of acceptance and identity. That's why it's so powerful to use other people's names and to learn people's names and use them in conversation. So, well, I can't remember names. If you can remember your name and a phone number, you can remember anyone else's name. It's just a decision to choose to learn and use it enough. And that's, I've made that a goal of my life to try and remember as many people's names as possible. And I know thousands of people's names. I don't always recall them now. Now that I'm a couple of years older than 50, I sometimes forget them. But I still work hard at it. The other night I was sort of had a bit of spare time, so I actually went right through the whole church roll on the computer so I could remember people's names again. I thought, I don't know that person. I spent two hours going through the whole roll so I can help remember and pray for people, their names. It's a choice to remember people's names because it's powerful. When you use someone's name in a conversation, it makes them feel accepted. They hey, I'm important. I'm not just a number. I'm not just a face, but you've identified their name. I want to encourage you to learn and use people's names. So our Father helps bring identity. Number two, fathers protect. Protection and safety. How awesome is it? And uh, I remember as kids, you know, there'd be a storm on or there'd be lightning happening. I remember I was brought up on a farm. We used to sit out in the veranda and watch these storms. I remember one storm, the lightning struck the big pine tree about 20 metres from our house and there was explosion. There was instant smell of sulphur. There were branches flying everywhere and it was pretty crazy. But I wasn't overly scared because I was holding my dad's hand and he wasn't worried. So if he wasn't worried, then I shouldn't be worried. I never forgot that moment. I was about four or five years old. I thought, wow, in the natural, if I was there on my own, I'd be thinking, wow, what's going on here? But because I was holding my dad's hand, he wasn't scared, so therefore I wasn't scared. I thought, how powerful is that? And when you know the Father's walking with you through life, our Father God, you don't have to be worried about the things that might come and bring destruction. It brings protections and safety. Nehemiah 4.13 says, So I stationed armed men behind the wall in the lowest places as the open positions where it was least protected. And I stationed the people in families with their swords, spears and bows. When I saw their fear, I stood and said to the nobles and officials and the rest of the people, Do not be afraid of them. That's the enemy. 
confidently remembering the Lord who is great and awesome. And with courage from Him, fight for your brothers, your sons, your daughters, your wives and your homes. Men, I want to give you a challenge, a charge today to fight for your families, to fight for their salvation, to fight for their protection, to help protect their identity. It is a God-given gift for you. You don't have to be Superman, just step up and do what God's called you to do and He will strengthen you. Cry out to Him and you'll have the strength. There's been times I haven't known what to do, but when I prayed, God will say, just step up and stand in the gap. Just pray, just be there, just be present sometimes is all you need to do as a dad. Just be present. Some men hide because they don't know what to say or do. God says, just be present because that's a powerful expression of God's heart with your family. Just show up and be present. And God will sometimes then show you what you need to do next. Thirdly, fathers provide. They bring provision. The Lord's Prayer, Matthew 6, 9 says, Pray like this, Our Father, dwelling in the heavenly realms, may the glory of your name be the centre on which our lives turn. Manifest your kingdom realm and cause your every purpose to be fulfilled on earth just as it is fulfilled in heaven. We acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. How beautiful is that? The uh, King James says, give us this day our daily bread. This one says, we acknowledge you as our provider of all we need each day. Forgive us the wrongs we have done as we ourselves release forgiveness to those who have wronged us. Rescue us every time we face tribulation and set us free from evil. For you are the King who rules with power and glory forever. Amen. Wow, our Father is our provider. He's our protector. He gives us identity. Luke 11, 11, Jesus said, let me ask you this. Do you know of any father who would give his son a snake on a plate when he asked for a serving of fish? Of course not. Do you know of any father who would give his daughter a spider when she had asked for an egg? Of course not. If imperfect parents know how to lovingly take care of their children and give them what they need, how much more will the perfect heavenly father give the Holy Spirit's fullness when his children ask him? Wow, isn't that beautiful? When you ask for the Holy Spirit, He will give you His blessed, His blessing, His power, His strength and courage. Matthew 6.31, Jesus said, So then forsake your worries. Why would you say what we'll eat or what we'll drink or what will we wear? For that is what the unbelievers chase after. Doesn't your heavenly Father already know the things your bodies require? So above all, constantly chase after the realm of God's kingdom and the righteous that proceeds from him, then all these less important things will be given to you abundantly. Seek first his kingdom and trust your father. So when you find yourself worrying about things, stop and take a moment and say, Father, why am I worrying about this? I look back and you've provided all these years. Lord, you've promised to provide, so I'm going to trust you. Hey, if we really, really understood the power of this, I think we'd do less worrying and we'd do more trusting. And I think that's a reminder. And sometimes if we haven't had a father who provided for us as well as we thought he could or should, that can then be reflected on how we trust or don't trust our Heavenly Father and understand the power of that. And that's why God wants to heal our hearts, to restore trust in our hearts and our lives for His kingdom. So fathers... Provide, they protect, <clears throat> they give identity and they also give love and affection. Some dads aren't real good at their whole hugging and 
and loving and the words. My dad loved us but didn't know how to do it and um, very well. He provided for us well. He prayed for us, took us to church every week, but he didn't know how to do the hugging and the, uh, the words of I love you very well because he came from Scottish background and his dad didn't know how to do it very well at all. And I've shared the story before that I found out when I was in my 20s that my dad was treated cruelly by my grandfather because he was conceived out of wedlock and the uncles came with shotguns and said, you marry her because you have made her pregnant. And so he took it out on my dad then instead of owning up and accepting his wrong. So my dad used to give him, give him all the jobs. So he was emotionally beaten down and he didn't know how to do it, but he loved us and took us to church and prayed for us. And I remember the first time he ever said the words, I really love you, son, was the day I was speaking for my mother's funeral. That was the first time he had the courage to say those words directly to me. I knew he loved us, but he didn't know how to say it. So when our kids came along, I had to learn how to do that. So I hadn't been modeled to me. I had to learn to do it. And there's a whole lot of things with God's help you can learn and not repeat the weaknesses or problems of previous generations. But you can learn because the Holy Spirit's our teacher and he will teach us how to do it better. So don't, you don't have to stay at the limitations of what might or might not have happened in your family of origin. God restores us and takes us to newer places of freedom and help. And there have been times when I've been unsure how to do it, but I've got better. And now I'm the one who cries when the movies are on and they're all... I'm the one that's crying and getting touched. I'll have to bring a couple of tissues tonight because I know I'll be crying when I watch that movie tonight. Not, not tears of sadness, but tears of emotion because I'm still catching up on all the years I didn't know how to do it. God's good, eh? He loves it. And I don't feel embarrassed by that now. I feel emotionally alive that I didn't know how to do when I was growing up. And God helps us in that journey. And uh, 1 John 4, 7 says, Those who are loved by God, let his love continue pour from you to one another because God is love. Everyone who loves is fathered by God and experiences an intimate knowledge of him. The one who doesn't love has yet to know God for God is love. Wow, that's powerful, isn't it? That Jesus came to reveal the Father and so that we could know his love and then we can share it and pour it out to our families, our neighborhoods, our community. And I want to say, dads, enjoy. Have fun in your families. And I know when our kids were young, because some of our kids have got crazy senses of humor, and it was really hard to get through our meals sometimes because we'd be laughing so much. We'd be just about falling off our seats with laughter. So it's amazing. God usually puts someone in each family that's got a great sense of humor. Have you noticed that? He just puts it in. Don't squash it. Have fun. Enjoy the journey and celebrate life and the funny things that happen. You don't have to do uh, sick dad jokes. Just enjoy life. I'm not good at joke telling. I get the punchlines all mixed up, so I don't try telling jokes. But I, I see the funny things of life. And boy, we have lots of fun in the journey. 1 John 4.14 says, We have seen with our own eyes and can testify to the truth that Father God has sent His Son to be the Saviour of the world. Those who give thanks that Jesus is the Son of God live in God and God lives in them. We have come into an intimate experience with God's love and we trust 
in the love He has for us. God is love. Those who are living in love are living in God and God lives through them. By living in God, love has been brought to its full expression in us. So God, the Father, helps us with love and affection. So guys, if you're not really comfortable with it, God can help just release your heart. And I've been on a lifelong journey and I'm a lot better than I used to be, but every now and then I still don't quite know what to say, but I have a go. That's what God wants us. Fathers lead and guide. A couple more and we'll wrap it up today. John 16, 13 says, But when the truth-giving spirit comes, he will unveil the reality of every truth within you. He won't speak his own message, but only what he hears from the Father, and he will prophetic, speak prophetically to you what is to come. And I believe that God wants to guide us and lead us. He does it by his Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit comes and reveals what the Father says. I read this quote from Adam Sandler. When you're around the kids, you feel like you act the most grown up just because you were supposed to lead. I say things like every other parent that reminds you of your own parents. One thing I do know about being a parent, you understand why your father was in a bad mood a lot. <laughs> I hope not, but that might be true. And last one, fathers encourage. Ephesians 6.4 says, Fathers, don't exasperate your children by coming down hard on them. Take them by the hand and lead them in the way of the master. The Amplified says, Fathers, do not provoke your children to anger. Do not exasperate them to the point of resentment with demands that are trivial or unreasonable or humiliating or abusive, nor by showing favoritism or indifference to any of them, but bring them up tenderly with loving kindness in the discipline and instruction of the Lord. One other thing that fathers sometimes need to do is correct and discipline. Mm, that's not a very popular word these days, is it? Listen to these words from Hebrews 12, verse 5. And have you forgotten his encouraging words spoken to you as his children? He said, My child, don't underestimate the value of the discipline and training of the Lord God or get depressed when he has to correct you. Wow, some people go into depression as soon as they're corrected by a mum or dad or a pastor or a leader or a teacher. For the Lord's training of your life is the evidence of His faithful love. And when He draws you to Himself, it proves you are His delightful child. Fully embrace God's connection as part of your training, for He's doing what any loving father does for His children. And who has ever heard of a child who never had to be corrected? We all should welcome God's discipline as the validation of authentic sonship. For if we have never once endured His correction, it only proves we are strangers and not sons. Wow. And it, isn't it true that we respect our earthly fathers even though they corrected and disciplined us? Then we should demonstrate an even greater respect for God, our spiritual Father, as we submit to His life-giving discipline. Our parents corrected us for the short time of our childhood as it seemed good to them, but God corrects us throughout our lives for his, our own good, giving us an invitation to share His holiness. Now all discipline seems to be more pain than pleasure at the time, yet later it will produce a transformation of character, bringing a harvest of righteousness and peace to those who yield to it. Wow. And the last one, fathers, pray for your children. Pray for your children. I read this in the Word for today, this, this week. A prayer prayed by General Douglas MacArthur, a hero of World War II, on behalf of his son whom he loved dearly. Listen to the words of this prayer that Douglas MacArthur prayed for his son. 
Build me a son, O Lord, who will be strong enough to know when he is weak and brave enough to face himself when he's afraid. One who will be proud and unbending in honest defeat and humble and gentle in victory. Build me a son whose wishbone will not be where his backbone should be. A son who you will know. Lead him, I pray, not in the path of ease and comfort, but under the stress and spur of difficulties and challenge. Here let him learn to stand up in the storm. Here let him learn compassion for those who fail. Build me a son whose heart will be clean, whose goal will be high. A son who will master himself before he seeks to master other men. One who will learn to laugh, yet never forget the lessons of the past. And after all these things are are His, add I pray enough of a sense of humour so that He may always be serious but never take Himself too seriously. Give Him humility so that He may always remember the simplicity of greatness, the open mind of true wisdom, the meekness of true strength. Then I, His Father, will dare to whisper, I have not lived in vain. Wow, what a powerful truth. Let's stand in His presence. Do you know, God is a perfect Father, the perfect protector, the perfect provider, the perfect encourager, the perfect leader and guide. He loves being a Father to us. We have two fathers, our earthly Father and Heavenly Father. On Father's Day, we need to honour both. Just be the best example you can be. Thank you for joining us. The Bayside Christian Church community aims to transform our city and beyond with the life and power of Jesus Christ. If you want to know more or just keep in touch, check us out at www.baysidechristianchurch.com.au or follow us on our social media sites at Bayside Christian Church.